Welcome. Welcome to Champions for NorCal Kids, a podcast designed to highlight the great champions and work of the youngest members of our community in Northern California. Join us, First Five Shasta Director Wendy Dickens and First Five Tehama Director Heidi Mendenhall as we discuss topics that are focused on children ages zero to five and of course their families. Our goal is to inspire, empower, and cultivate a sense of community filled with hope and connection. Yeah, I I still think we benefited so much for having our kids go through the NICU. You know, it was that really special place. It gave us um, some instant bonds. Uh, and then there's the, the things that we took home with us that we crack up about. We still use the two little blue buckets that were bath time back then. Those are still I in our tub. We know buckets, yeah. <laughs> but the best thing our kids can't, like when most people take their kids home, they don't have a schedule yet. Our kids came home that was three, the- three months of training, man. It was it was awesome when people are like, well, when is nap time? I'm like, oh, it's like you nap every three hours. I can tell yep. you exactly minute by minute what you're going to do. And and we got that free of charge. I mean, it only cost a million dollars per kid. Right, I was like, mm, <laughs> free of charge. Really <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's awesome. It it, I, I think, you know, there was... Um, pros and cons to that every three hours, but it definitely, <laughs> as a, as the, you know, uh, primary care provider in the home at the time doing, trying to do the whole breast milk pumping thing. It, you, you, there was some lack of sleep for me sometimes. So. Yeah. Oh, certainly that was there. I'm, I'm sure with twins, it was even harder though. Cause there's two of them. There's more. It than was, yeah. but again, I'll say they were timed together. So right that's a benefit. Yes. And every time anyone sure. says, I don't know how you've done it with twins. I'm like, we're not crazy. We did two of the same. We did buy one, get one free kind of, kind of stuff. <laughs> the people that I can't understand are the ones that have a child and 18 months later say, I'm doing that again. Right. And now we're out of sync and you're, you have two different <laughs> size diapers and clothes that fit one person, but not the other. Ours are mix and match. Everything that's is true. What's Julian's is one get one free. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I had mine six years apart, and that also not wise. <laughs> you're so you're like through posting and in your back. Back to the square one. Now, yeah. I will say I'm I'm giving you all of the really good sides of things, the positives. Um, you know, there were scary things along the way in the NICU as well. And then um, Wendy, you had asked at one point before, like what also what it's like being a dad. Um, I don't think I'm good at this, um, but, you know, I'll take, I'll take the teenager, but um, like, this is a young man's game. And I had these babies when I was way too old and they, if there are dads listening to this, um, what I want them to know is that it's totally okay to admit to someone that your kids ruined your life. Oh my gosh. I love that. Like, no, that's I, so- I was too old. I knew what my life should be like. I wasn't young and flexible. It was, here's how things are going to go. Here's what I do. Here's my definite, how I define myself. And these two things came in and they screwed it all up. And, um, and that love them less. Doesn't mean you don't want nope. to have them. But it, nope. it, 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 yeah. It's not saying I wish I didn't. It's saying like, that's hard. It's yeah, hard to all of the ways I defined myself didn't exist anymore. I had to let go of things that I that I had worked so long to grab, um, that from like the NICU was easy. Being a parent is hard. 
Yeah. And there is that clarity, like we talked about that clarity of focus. Like there are times when I look back on those first few months when you're just hoping to keep them alive yeah. and you're like, oh, that was, that was simple. And it was so clear that that's who I was and what I was living for. And then have to, to redefine the normal after that and keep some, hopefully keep some of what, who you were and totally redefine the rest is, is damn hard. And I think, really you know, yeah. it, it, I, you know, that was, it's very, very true that people feel guilty when they yeah. have some of those struggles. And, you know, I think parents have to recognize that it isn't easy being a parent. There really isn't a handbook per se, right? And you can get as much parenting advice as anyone could probably get off of any kind of website or class or anything. And having had my bachelor's degree already in child development and in psychology, Oof. There is still, like, there were times I'm like, and still today, like, I'm thinking, golly, that was not the great parenting, you know, yeah. position I, I could there, be in, right, yeah. you know, and there's times still, I think, too, yeah, you're, you know, like, would I want to start over right now? Definitely not, because it does change your life. It changes your life in many ways for great, great things, but it still changes your life, and it still ruins the other parts of the dreams that you could have if you didn't have a little one to have, you know, the need to take care of so i think that's yeah. just real and and yeah. i appreciate that kind of yeah that's brave that's yeah, brave I, to say well i don't know it's it's honest it's honest and and you have to be careful how honest you are again when they're small you can't talk too much about how horrible things are because that are difficult <laughs> i do have a problem with people call it terrible twos only because it isn't only in the twos that they do these independent strikeouts, right? Like they do it again as teenagers. And also there's just trying to strive so much to be an in, you know independent little being, but that doesn't mean it isn't challenging. It doesn't mean that it isn't something that you're having to like really struggle through sometimes as a parent. And, you know, it is, it is the truth. Like you said, it's the truth. Sometimes yeah. it's not easy. And, and, yeah. you know, it's okay. Also, if, if you're a parent who has to go to the bathroom and cry. <laughs> All right. You know what? I we even decided at one point it's okay if our kids see us because we're like, yeah, no, it is. I, it's totally actually. It's if very I'm, good if I'm raising two dudes and I can, you know, help them understand that it's it's normal to cry every once in a while, I think that's probably okay. Yeah, it's good for social emotional development for sure. Yeah. They need to see that and they need to see you get you bounce back. Yeah. One of my best you know, friends. What, what I didn't say to them when I was crying is this is for your benefit. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> okay. okay. I recently this is, this went is a big lesson for you. <laughs> two nights and I was saying, you know, one of them saying, I'm going to miss you. And I was like, I know. And I'm like, but I'm doing this for you. Because if you don't see me put my friends first, then you're not going to have really good friends when you're an adult. And I'm like, man, I hope I believe that someday. But that's what I want. <laughs> This is all for you. I'm going to have fun for you, kid. I am doing this so that you will learn. Yeah. I'm using that. This is for you when I go. Right? Okay, so we have a tradition, a ritual. It's a five for five. Um, Obviously, you know we're our first five years, and we're all about literacy and talk, read, sing. So first question, your favorite children's book? Um, It's one that we picked up while they were in the making, Giraffes Can't Dance. Oh, um, Gerald, you silly fool. Yeah, I love that. Their first birthday. Oh, and I'm wearing was, a giraffe shirt today. Oh, that. Yeah, I, Challenge. it's got, it has a great message. Um, uh, I just really, I, and it's not one. So I have lots of books from when I was a kid. My family are ridiculous literacy people. My mom has 
bookshelves upon bookshelves upon bookshelves. But this is one that I didn't have when I was a kid. And so it will always be for me connected with my kids. Aww. And I really, and it's got a great message. I really like pout pout fish because it helped me. I could do all these different voices and I felt like I'm so creative. And then I realized there's sexual assault in this book and I can't read it to my kids anymore. Oh my gosh, I have not noticed that. I'm gonna have to reread the book. Now you've ruined it for me. I'm sorry, everybody, but you can't just go up and kiss people when they don't want them, want you to. Oh, that is true. true there's boundaries. But you know what? That actually lends itself to you helping to educate your children about that, right? Like we've talked oh, about this. this. Really good for <laughs> we have talked to them. We have talked about this. I, I am really gonna have I, I don't know the story that well. I know at the end there's a yeah. All right. We'll go do a deep dive into pout pout fish now. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll end life on one of our podcasts. I, I still like it. I'm just aware uh, of it. <laughs> yes. Well okay so the next one is what is your favorite current book that you're reading if, if we'd like to go with a leadership type book but sometimes you're not oh. into that right in the moment and so what is the current book that you're don't um i just had a book handed to me that i need to read about adolescent development um i work with students in con uh, continuation high school context so on the college campus um Nicholas Webb but, do you know Allegra Oh very much so yeah. That's where I've heard your name before. I'm yeah. there now. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I used, I'm yes. used to saying Allegra is the size, or I'm sorry, writing is the size of a coffee cup, but really it extends beyond that. Of course, yeah. Yes. Tell Allegra I said hi. I will. Um, I'm going to make her listen to this just to hear her name now. Oh, <laughs> right? well, You have to listen to see when we Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I would, for a couple of years, I've strived to be as good as Allegra and also keep going for that because I'm not there um it is awesome okay so I, question oh sorry you didn't I'm sorry that. I have I'm trying to think of a book that would fit yours um I I have really the, the table sitting next to the couch with books on it that I'm in the middle of I used to read one and finish it before I'd start another now I have about eight that I'm in the middle of um I just finished a book about math but that's far from that it, it's really entertaining Okay. Um, we like that. Uh, we like entertaining. Yes. A, a book about economics and soccer, but that's not leadership either. Um, I'm halfway through I, wait, that's community development. Yeah. It has some interesting <laughs> lessons in there. I, I really taken home and it can apply in lots of things. We ascribe way too much credit to a coach when a team does well and way, way too much blame when a team does poorly. Um, and they did statistical analysis of this and right. they could only find two coaches in the English Premier League that deserved the level of credit and blame that they received. Um, and that applies not to, just to soccer, but to everything we ascribe blame and credit in places that would probably do us good to step back a bit. Well, we'll throw the link to the to the book in there when you find the title of it. Soccernomics. That one's Soccernomics. I like it. Soccernomics. <clears throat> we will definitely do that. <laughs> okay. So now um, I've got the kid end of things. What's your favorite child song, children's song? Um, we every night, Abby reads two books with the boys, and then I read two books with the boys. It's getting harder because they're getting bigger, and you have to get your arms around both of them and then to the book. <laughs> um, and then um, and then they uh, jump in bed and we tell a story about our pets. It's different. They get to tell us every night what the story is. I want Kai and Piper to go pick raspberries. All right, there's a story about Kai and Piper going to pick raspberries. I love it. Um, and then a song. Um, 
And we, so we always sing, she's with one boy and I'm with the other and then we switch on alternate nights. Um, and they have their, always their choice what song we sing, but they have their standards and it's, um, I, it's Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, Mary Had a Little Lamb, uh, What a Wonderful World is my favorite. I love that one. And there's a book that goes with that. Have you seen we have, it? We've done that oh, too. I love that yeah, there's some good books that go with songs. There's, yeah, um, yeah. Um, oh gosh, what's the, the Marley one? Uh, two little birds perched on my, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Bob Marley song. There's oh, a great yeah. book that goes with the Bob Marley song. Yeah. Um, but What a Wonderful World would be my song with my voice. Oh, that's so awesome. I hope that they do. My girls still sometimes want me to sing. And like, again, they're 15 and 21. So not so much the 21 year old anymore, but <clears throat> we've always had like for her, she had a kind of like a thing we did together that we kind of made up and we do, we did that forever and ever. And then my youngest always wanted me to sing, um, you are my sunshine, but I switch up the, oh. answer, I don't like, you know, so I, you know, but it, but you know, that's fun. Yeah. Those, those songs are, yeah, I can, I can, I don't sing so much, but I talk with an up and down. <laughs> but I can remember the songs my mom sung. It's a gift to my there you go. I don't sing really. There you go. Um, I'm, I'm waiting. Probably if I weren't their mom, it might it might have yeah. been more of a gift too. Our boys have told us to stop singing before. Not at yeah. that time, but at other times. You can stop singing now. My, um, my seven-year-old said to me about, about a month ago, actually, she said, you know, mom, when I sing, Sometimes I just try and sing quieter, then it sounds better. I was like, oh, thank you, kind soul. <laughs> I'm waiting to see how long it takes um, Julian to real, like how old will he be when he realizes the line in, in um, What a Wonderful World is the dark sacred night instead of the dark say good night. Oh, I hope never. He, he <laughs> sings the dark... <laughs> the dark say good night and every time he does it i crack up just a little bit inside and i oh, love awesome. it's the uh, a reminder of innocence yes, right it's yes. so true i love it i love it and how appropriate okay. the dark of course it's the dark say good night right? yeah I mean, why would it be anything else yeah it I just know. makes sense yeah. <laughs> all right so what is your favorite genre of music or favorite song that you listen to now um, as an adult uh, a music is really big for me. Music is bigger than books for me. Um, my dad played music the whole time growing up. My grandmother was in the symphony. I took piano lessons through high, all the way through high school. I was in bad bands in college. And then I ran the oh entertainment God, council. Great. I ran the entertainment council for UC Davis. So I hung out with rock stars oh through college. I almost dropped out of college to be a roadie for Dick Dale, the surf guitar guy. <laughs> um, he had the job offer there. And I had to wait to see if I got the job to be the director of the entertainment council. And if I didn't, I was going to drop out and go on tour as Dick Dale's guitar tech in Australia. Oh my gosh. Well, well, I'm kind of glad you didn't. <laughs> but I, you could well, have been the one to discover Bluey if you had. Right? So, I mean, you know. Perhaps, but I think I would have a ponytail, a greasy <laughs> ponytail and a fanny pack right now. And I'd be working backstage at a I don't know what kind and of And all of our babies in the NICU wouldn't have their books. So we're right. glad you are very glad. <laughs> so I listen to a lot of different kinds of music. Um, I can really appreciate everything. I'll give you two for the boys and then one for me. Um, like it was something that was important to me to introduce my boys to some fundamentals first. Um, so they are really, Elliot or Julian's favorite song 
is um, Let It Be by the Beatles. We listen to the Beatles. He's always like, can you put it on Let It Be? Um, and what would it be for Elliot? Um, Julian's more into music than Elliot is. So let's just do two there. Um, uh, there's a, a hip hop artist named um, Aesop Rock, not Aesop Rock Rocky, who is married to Rihanna or something like that. Okay. Aesop Rock, A-E-S-O-P. Um, and he, if you're into words, he, uh, they did an evaluation. He uses his lyrics have a better diversity of words than any other musician. Isn't it crazy? Really, you know, really honestly, like when you listen More than, to the linguistics, yes. uh, rappers specifically, like Aesop Rock is number words. one. Wow. And his song, his song, um, uh, Long Legged Larry is amazing. Long Legged, Long Legged Larry was a frog at the pond. Um, and again, I'm probably a bigger fan than my kids are, but they will request long-legged Larry. And oh, how really, fun. When they ask for let it be, good. yeah. when they ask for let it be or long-legged Larry, I feel really successful as a dad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then for me, um, for the last couple of years, I cannot stop listening to Jason Isbell. Um, he's an Americana or country artist, which isn't what I listen to historically. Um, but he is, he is a lyric, his lyrics are amazing. Um, and his love song that I, I think of my wife every time he plays it, he wrote it for his wife, Amanda, is called If We Were Vampires. I love uh, it. <clears throat> I think I've actually heard that song. Yeah. If yeah, We Were Vampires daughter. and Love Was a Joke, I could go out on the sidewalk and smoke. Like, yeah. I'm not going to go smoke, but if I was a vampire and I'd never die, who cares? Who cares? I guess I could do that. Right. And, that's awesome. Yeah, oh, I think my daughter, fun. who's very eclectic music listener and is considered, I guess, um, I, I don't know. That, I think I guess she's called edgy. That's what teenagers okay. call. I, I'd get along with your daughter. Yes, <laughs> she's edgy. edgy. I like it. So she yeah. listens to all kinds of different music as a teenager, and much of also retro is considered edgy. So well, who wouldn't listen- be edgy if we just honored ourselves, right? Like, yeah, you know, we all have edges. That's He's the Jason Isbell wrote a song that was done was covered by a really popular country artist whose name I can't recall. Um, but it was another one of his love songs. And now it's a terrible story because I can't remember a name and I can't remember the name of the song. Um, but he's he is much less popular than the famous people that cover his work. But he's one that doesn't. And when I listen to it, I think ah, he did it better. People just don't know him. Right. Oh, that's fun. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. We're yeah. gonna I'm gonna be look him up. Yeah, look him if up. you need more Jason Isbell songs, I will send you 20 of them to listen to. There you go. Do it. Here's one about a here's one about a cold-hearted assassin that lost the will to be an assassin. Okay. Yeah. And my song. daughter will appreciate it. Cause then she'll be like, mom, this is the best music. Where'd you finally listen to the right kind of music? I am, uh, have already answered this last question, or at great. least maybe I have a prediction for your answer, but talk, read, sing, play. So play is resilience, play is learning, play is everything. So how do you play? play? Is self-care. How yeah. are you doing it? How do I play? Yeah. How do you play? Does that mean like with my kids? Uh, yeah. For you, oh, whatever. For play. me. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Um, I haven't, I, I don't think you know this because I haven't mentioned bikes yet, oh. but we played, but bikes are big in our family Oh, nice! and we have a garage full of bikes. That's the one thing like we will do everything is hand-me-downs in our house. Um, and the one thing that we're like, we want to make sure our kids have 
good bike. We've paid more than we should yes. so that our kids have bikes that work well because okay. they will they will use them with us. And there are great um, bike paths around here, but yes. do you go elsewhere for bike paths? Do you um, do around Reading, we, we live where in the house that we live in because it's halfway between, it's like three miles from two different trail systems, trail oh, lanes. Nice. Um, and the other side of my play is we have four acres and I'm building a bike trail around the four acres. Like I oh. go out and haul brush and dig to so that my boys will have a bike path around oh, where I they live. That. They can play there. Yeah. Um, but one of my favorite places- I play too. Biking is, is important to me. <laughs> yeah. If we can find new places to ride bikes, we will love it. Like discovering places on bikes. When I was a kid, that was a big thing for me. It meant um, bikes meant independence and mm -hmm. autonomy. Um, and exploring, and um, it was really huge for me. I mean, from probably from second or third grade on, it meant work. Like I could ride my bike. I would ride my bike ten miles to go do yard work for my grandmother, and um, it was really big. So that's one of the things that we're really trying to to give to our boys. For us, that's a lot of the play. Yeah, I just rode in New Zealand the other day, but it was on my Peloton. I don't think that's really, <laughs> it totally is. Oh, people that can find fun in that have a special place. So I'm like, I cannot believe that. I it's like put me I, outside, put me on a real bike. Oh yeah. I do I need, put it outside. Yeah. I just <laughs> I need the air moving past me to keep me that's cool. the part that doesn't happen even outside unless it's a windy yeah. day. Yeah. You're like, um but that is like the that. beauty of play, right? And th th thank you for saying that because that's the thing is that we all don't play the same way. And and that's why we love the question because I think sometimes it inspires us to try new things or just honor different types of play. Yeah. I, I love watching our boys play. We, for a long time, we watched them to see like, when are you going to get creative? When are you going to start doing this? And man, it's been a lot of fun to see them discover different things and to watch that progression. I love the progression. And when I was doing um, parenting education, um, I always taught at least one of the sessions around the development of play and how kids progress through, you know, similarly through a different there are different types of play and why it's so important socially, but it really was to help, you know, parents also get excited about each of those kinds of times that they have. And I bet for you watching the twins do that, they may have done them at a little different times, right? Because they're not the same person, um, but not. you know, it also inspires you as a parent to kind of keep um, having fun with each of them in different ways. So it is, they do play differently from, they play with each other a lot, but more than they play with each other a lot and they do great imaginary things together, but it's really fun to watch them just play near each other. They'll just be near each other and doing their own thing and to watch how different the two of them are with that. This has been so great oh, imagine, sharing. Yes. And I, can you imagine yeah. having twins and getting to spend every night at your best friend's house? Oh. Right. Oh, I know. Insane. My mom is a twin. I, I was not. And, and you know, we did, I didn't have twins, which we were supposed to, I guess, because, but yeah. anyway, <laughs> I, I, but I was, yeah, I'm kind of envious, like always have your best friend with you. Oh, and I watched adult twins speak and I'm like, how did you, you just, okay, done. You communicated something. I don't know what. <laughs> yeah, we never saw that. We never saw the twin language thing. We've had people ask that before that they create their own and we haven't seen it. But I well, know I have 35 year old. Well, shoot, now we're 40. Anyway, old friends that are twins <laughs> that speak to each other. Like that. I know, right? <laughs> I mean, I have 30 year old friends. That, <laughs> I mean, 25. I mean, <laughs> no, no but I, yeah. they, that they, you know, it's not the true twin speak jargon, but that they communicate on a different level and don't, you know, because of that best friend thing. They just get yeah. each other. 
Yeah, I think it's awesome. It's been so fun. And we do have yes. to have you back for your wife to join because we would love to hear her angles at all of this. But also, we never got a chance to really talk about your grandma and the history she has around <coughs> child development. And that is obviously a first five thing. So sure. maybe we'll get back to that. And, and I love you. talking about my grandmother and where she came from. She has, um, she passed away shortly before, like, uh, shortly, a year and a half before the boys were born. And that's one of my big disappointments that she didn't get to see this. Um, but she has so many other legacies and so many other stories that live on. That, uh, and you, and she very her. much had to have influenced you and, and, Huge. and why you were such a wonderful. Everyone boy. lists their parents as their primary influences and mom and dad, you were up there, but your numbers two and three. <laughs> I love well, it. then to be continued, yes, we will continue sure. the conversation. Thank you so much. And Very thanks good. for hanging out with us on this journey, listeners. We appreciate you and appreciate always having you come check out our NorCal champions. Watch for the links and how do you play? I think one of the most awkward things we do is end it. We don't know how the hell you're supposed to end it. We just do. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us today. Remember to check out the links in the podcast or go to our websites, www.first5shasta.org or www.first5tehama.org for any additional information, resources, or needs. You can also directly email either of us, Wendy at W-D-I-C-K-E-N-S at F-I-R-S-T-5 shasta.org or Heidi at h-m-e-n-d-e-n-h-a-l-l at f-i-r-s-t-5 t-e-h-a-m-a dot com. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast and you'll join us again. Remember, it only takes one person in a child's life to make the difference in building resiliency. Will you be that person?